Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 6, you will hear stories from our seventh collection, Twists and Turns. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. This story is read by the author. The Bus Children by Becky Gould Gibson Claudia and I always sat in the middle row the first year we rode the bus from the county to the consolidated school in town. We were in fourth grade. I was still wondering what consolidated meant. We jabbered nonstop till we got to the billboard for Sunbeam Bread. There was little Miss Sunbeam, grinning big as life, in her blue dress with a white ruffled collar and her blonde curls tied up with a blue ribbon. She could have been one of us. The bus took a right turn and clattered down a dirt road to a ramshackle house. Not a speck of pain on it. We all got quiet. A brother and sister crossed the bare yard to the bus, grabbed the metal handrail, and pulled themselves up. A boy on the aisle said, P.U., holding his nose. Her dress and his pants must have come from the donation box at some church. They didn't smile or speak to any of us. Nobody on the bus was rich, but it didn't take a genius to figure out who was better off. Claudia and I got the bright idea of taking up a collection. It was a cold, clear day right before Christmas. We sat in our usual spot. No way Santa Claus would ever come to that house. I knew who Santa was. Claudia had let the cat out of the bag in third grade. We planned a trip to Ben Franklin, the dime store on the square. We were pretty pleased with ourselves. Just from kids on the bus and with what Claudia and I put in, we got a whole big bag of pennies, nickels, dimes, even a few quarters. The store had high ceilings and bins made of wood and dark old floors that smelled like cleaning oil. We weighed our choices and counted our money. For the boy, a plastic car or truck. For the girl, our hearts were set on a Dye doll that drinks and wets and comes in a box with a see-through window. I'd do the wrapping myself. Finally, the Friday afternoon before Christmas vacation. I'd brought the paper sack of presents that morning and hid it all day under my desk. On the way out of the school parking lot, Claudia and I could barely contain ourselves. We came to the familiar turn. The bus driver was in on it. He'd wait while we trailed the kids to the house. But by the time we got to the porch, even before we went in, I felt a knot in my throat. I'd seen plenty of tar paper shacks on the way to Polly's, but I'd never been inside one. My parents talked a lot about not having any money, what with the drought and the farm not paying off. But if we were poor, our poor was nothing like this. The mother came out. 
a scrawny woman in a faded shift, thin sweater pulled over her belly, and a child on one hip. Before we knew it, we were through the front door and in a room with a small window, a fireplace angled across one corner, and lath walls covered in yellowed newspaper. The place reeked of fatback and collards. I couldn't take my eyes off the mantle. On it was a framed photograph of a child-sized casket, pure white and lined in white satin. Inside, a little girl dressed in white was propped up on a white satin pillow. She looked like an angel. Everything up there was white, even the plastic roses covered in dust. I thought of the altar in church. No one I knew would take a picture of a dead baby, much less put it out where everybody could see it. It didn't take me long to realize we were out of our depth. I remember pride in the eyes of that woman as she stood facing us with her children. She took the sack and mumbled, thank you. We couldn't get out of there fast enough. We ran our faint Merry Christmas floating behind us. We climbed in and the bus doors wheezed shut. How little I knew of what people wanted. The mother's stiff thanks, the children's bewildered silence. I still think of entering that house with our cheap toys and tacky kindness, only to remind them of what they could not buy for themselves. We'd brought our innocent offerings from the blonde world of the Sunbeam Girl, as if a darker world did not exist. We'd meant to make the children happy. We were met with blank looks. We had trespassed. Copyright 2022, Becky Gould Gibson. Becky Gould Gibson has published eight collections of poetry, notably Aphrodite's Daughter, Texas Review Press 2007, Need Fire, Bright Hill Press 2007, Heading Home, Main Street Rag 2014, The Xanthippe Fragments, St. Andrew's Review Press 2016, and Indelible, The Broadkill River Press 2018. Her current focus is creative nonfiction. Two short stories have appeared in print, one in Canary, another in Snowy Egret. Becky Gibson taught English at Guilford College until her retirement in 2008. She lives in Wilmington, North Carolina. Read more about this writer and background on this story in a special feature of Six Minute Stories called Author's Talk. Thank you for listening to another Six Minute Story. You can read them all in the seven anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next Personal Story Publishing Project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.